Welcome to another podcast. My name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, and a mediator. I've been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you for taking the time to listen. While there are many different business models as far as how sellers and buyers compensate their real estate representatives, the one that seems to remain the most popular is based on closing a sale, meaning that the agent works on full commission. Those who've never worked for commission probably never gave it much thought other than to believe that they only had to pay when the job got done, even though they acted as if the agent were getting paid regularly throughout the time period. Let me explore this concept in detail. As a commissioned agent, I have to constantly focus on finding new clients if I want to continue to generate income. While most agents will have opportunities to work with friends and family as well as people refer to them, we also need to identify prospects we do not already know. While that topic could be a podcast in and of itself, the point I want to stress is that real estate agents, and perhaps anyone who works on commission, have two commodities to trade for the opportunity to earn a commission. One is our time meaning that any time we devote to developing leads and working with prospects, customers, and clients has to be invested wisely as the amount of time we have is finite. Time management is one of many topics we have to master. How much is our time worth? Can we differentiate between important tasks and those which are urgent? How was our time best spent? Some agents have a better handle on this than others. One of our challenges is to evaluate which clients to accept based on the likely outcome of our working with them. It boils down to probability. Am I likely to sell a client's house, or is a buyer likely to buy a house? Of course, nothing is guaranteed, and we will spend some time for which we know we will not be compensated. On the other hand, if a client does not need much of our time, it may be harder to justify our expense. The other commodity is our experience. While some clients may be more self-sufficient than others, perhaps minimizing what we do for them, others are much less so and will need more time from us as we advise and counsel them. If a client does not need our experience, again, it may be harder to justify our expense. One of the basic facts of real estate is that commissions are negotiable. In fact, when a group of agents get together, we are not allowed to discuss commission as doing so may be perceived as collusion. That being said, it is humorous that many consumers assume we have a set fee structure, and the one they understand has been around forever. Offices and companies set their rates or fees. We try to avoid the word commission, and may or may not allow their agents the flexibility to charge what they can or need in order to acquire clients. I have heard since my first day that our fees were under assault. Many do not value us as highly as others, reducing our role to preparing documents or unlocking doors, while others demand a lot of time, seemingly expecting to learn everything we know, regardless of whether or not their situation requires it. I do know that when the market went crazy, some sellers thought our job was easier, so they wanted to pass less. Of course, I never had a seller offer more when it took longer to find a buyer for their home. Conversely, no buyer ever offered me more, even though it took writing and negotiating several offers to get them into a house. I often joke that when I look at my commission check, I either think I was overpaid or I think it was not nearly enough. The work commission is an interesting one, as is the concept of only getting paid when a house is sold, regardless of whether or not the seller and buyer were really motivated to get it done. Many sales fall through when a buyer cannot get a loan or when the two parties cannot agree as to how to address a home inspection list. 
even if a sale falls through during or just prior to settlement, we're not paid. And that's part of what we accept. Our commission is a marketing expense, and I understand that buyers and sellers prefer to pay less rather than more. From the buyer's perspective, the seller typically pays the buyer agent's fee, although the fee comes from the funds offered by the buyer. From the seller's perspective, the less they pay, the more they walk away with. What is the reality? Some sellers will settle on an agent solely based on the fee they charge. You do generally get what you pay for, and if an agent is willing to accept less than their competition, perhaps they're not as capable of earning the trust of prospective clients. Sellers might want to question the negotiating skills of an agent who accepts what the seller wants to offer. How hard will they negotiate the selling price? In addition, sellers need to understand their competition. Part of the fee charged by the listing broker will be used as an incentive for the buyer's agent to want to show and sell the listing agent's property. The portion offered is determined by the agent and the seller, but if it is not competitive with other listings, the seller could see their house sit on the market longer than it should. Houses with the high days on the market can become stigmatized, meaning that buyers and their agents wonder why someone has not bought it. Even worse, houses that go under contract and then come back on the market may be thought to have repair issues. More to the point, assuming that a buyer has hired an exclusive agent to represent their best interests, the buyer and their agent likely agree to a fee owed to the agent. If the contract allows the agent to accept compensation from the listing agent, it may well include a provision that the buyer has to make up any difference between what they agreed to pay their buyer agent and what the listing broker is offering. Why would a buyer pay fair market value for a house and still be willing to pay a portion of their buyer agent's fee? Of course, if the agent does not have a formal contract with their buyer, this may not apply. One of the many possibilities in today's market is for the seller to agree to pay their listing agent, but to expect the buyer to compensate their own agent. It sounds simple and fair, doesn't it? However, our local MLS requires listing brokers using the MLS to advertise, expose, and promote their property listings to offer some compensation to buyer's agents who successfully procure a buyer for their listing. The answer for some is to keep their listings off the MLS. These are called office exclusives. When used, it's important that the listing agent respond to inquiries even though they will be offering no compensation. I doubt that any seller, even those not willing to compensate a buyer's agent, would expect or accept their listing agent from preventing other agents from showing their properties to their buyer clients. When I talk to prospective seller clients, I need to gather information. Prior to our actually meeting, I need to learn what I can so that I can prepare a market analysis for the house so that I have some idea about the possible range of asking and selling prices. At our meeting, I need to walk through the house to see how it compares to others on the market, those under contract, or those that have been recently sold, so that I can better assess its marketability and pricing. In addition, I need to discuss the seller's motivation. Is it more based on the price achieved or the length of time it takes to sell? Their expectations as far as asking and selling prices, and whether we can work together. There's a lot more to taking a listing than signing paperwork. I need to make sure that my clients understand the market, the process, the paperwork, and how I do what I do. A significant part of this is explaining the commission and how it works. It's more than a line item expense. Do they understand the need to compete with other available listings? 
Do they value what we do, and do they value my time? They may simply want to know a price that they can try to sell it themselves without spending anything on commission. As I hope I've explained, there's much more to selling than deciding how much commission you want to spend. The fee is a marketing expense, and studies over the years have shown that houses offering lower commissions to buyer agents tend to take longer to sell. While we all want to save money, and there's nothing wrong with that, signing a listing contract based on a low fee may not work. I have seen the same result time and again. A low commission is offered to buyer's agents. The house may not get shown, may get shown but not sold, and the listing agent ends up asking for a price reduction, which more than likely offsets any perceived commission savings. While the new price may appear attractive, the commission still hasn't changed, so the house may continue to sit unsold. Hire wisely, we are not all the same. Thank you again for listening.